Hello and welcome. My name is Angela Montano, and this is Prayer on the Air. We are here to explore the power of prayer, what happens when we pray, what happens in relationship to what we're praying for. We're here to go very deep into metaphysical and mystical prayer and realize our capacity to love and be loved. To love and be loved. I know often we think, well, I want love from you and you're not loving me the right way. That tone of voice, I didn't feel very loved. You know, so often we place the responsibility of loving upon other people, not realizing we are loved and being loved really ultimately. And I know this might sound lonely, but it's really not. But we're really ultimately only being loved by ourselves, being loved by the deep I am. I can call that God within the universe. And the more loving I am, the more willing I am you are to be in the loving, the more power we realize we have. You know, the Tao Te Ching says, what is a good man, but a bad man's teacher? What is a bad man? but a good man's lesson. And when we think about that in relationship to prayer, you know, maybe you do something that could really offend me. Right there, I bring the love. I get to bring the energy of love to you. I know I can be offensive, (laughs) you know, and I'm not realizing love is all around me. So I get to be in the loving, you know, to be offended is to offend. So I get to be the forgiver. I get to forgive. I get to be for love. I get to remember who and what you are in that moment. Ego's going to want to tell me, don't let this go. Take offense. Hold on to this. You could go with this for 25 years, this offense. Let's keep it going, baby. Right? But the deep love that I am that you are, it gets to be forgiving love rather than against giving love. And in this space of forgiveness, there is no past. You know, Byron Katie says forgiveness, her definition of forgiveness is realizing that what she thought happened never happened. I mean, that's worth contemplating. Realizing what she thought happened never happened. Takes a tremendous, tremendous humility to catch that wisdom. Right. Ah, and so as we are here in the loving, you know, we're opening to really a love affair with life, with the self. So if you do something very kind to me, then you bring the love and I get to be forgiven, you know. And so we are forgivers. We are givers of love to one another through prayer. So on this podcast, we come from 51 different countries, which is astounding because we're not that big. Uh, No more than 240 people so far really listen to one episode. And yet we stretch far and wide, 51 countries. And our demographic is we're all different religions, Jews, Christians, Hindu, Buddhists, Atheists, Muslims, where many of us call ourselves spiritual, but not religious. So we are exploring prayer, transcending religious construct, dogma and dark dogma. I'm sorry, doctrine and dogma. So uh, if you are listening to this uh, on any streaming service, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Uh, if you leave a five-star review, it really, really helps. I appreciate that. If it's not a five-star review, I just really appreciate you're not leaving one at all. Uh, although I appreciate your being here for any amount of time you so wish to be here. Uh, one announcement this weekend live, I am in Tustin, California at a beautiful mystical community called Unity of Tustin. We're going to be going deep into prayer from 930 to three. We have a lunch break. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this. If you're in California, you want to drive down and come, just check my website out. You can buy tickets there, AngelaMontano.com. If you would like to live stream it, they're doing that too. Of course, that experience will be different, but I pray it will be very good. And you do get a recording of it because I know it seems like a lot long time. Like I'm not going to sit in front of my computer from 9.30 to 3 with the lunch break. You may not want to do that, uh, but you would have the recording of it and you could, you know, experience parts of it in any way you so choose. You know, I, I say it's a long time and it is perhaps for live streaming, but it's really just two and a half hours, a break, and then two hours. And I know I've binge watched things that long. <laughs> So, you know, in different parts, you know, so um, I do hope you will join me. This is last call for those, for those tickets, uh, AngelaMontano.com. Come enjoy a day of going deep into prayer together live. My first teaching event since the pandemic that's live and not Zooming. So, Ah, with all that said, we begin with our opening prayer, and then you just raise your hand, and we get our prayer party started. Let us begin now, focusing our attention on our breath. And remember, we're joining together. We're joining together beyond time and space. I look every day at who's with us and where the person's from. And, you know, some days we'll have 123 people join in one day at different times of the day in different countries praying. So that might be you right now. <clears throat> so you may be joined by someone somewhere in another country praying. And some days I'll look and it's like nine people in nine different countries, in not, you know, in different time zones. So there's a way in which we really come together in the prayer field, in a stream of prayerfulness. And prayerfulness is living in communion, living in contact with a love that knows no boundaries, a love that is all-inclusive. Whenever I am or you are, we are living egocentric, egoistic ego. Whenever we're getting played by our ego, that our, that's all ego is, is a conglomeration of apparent concepts, concepts uh, that... some level are fear-driven, so the ego edging God out. And whenever I'm mesmerized, whenever you are mesmerized by ego, you know, we're very fussy. 
meaning like ego goes, well, you can't feel joy now because, you know, your stomach's protruding too much, or you can't feel joy now because look at that bank account, or you can't feel joy now because did you hear what they said to you? You can't feel joy now because, well, you know, you had your chance 25 years ago, you could have dot, dot, dot a year ago, you know, if you'd only you know, been nicer than that teacher, you know, maybe they would have written that review and that recommendation for you. Or, you know, you can't be happy. You didn't get the promotion. You can't be happy. You just got this diagnosis. You know, ego. And we, a lot of us, you know, we just, it feels so convincing, doesn't it? Hook, line, and sinker. I don't have a right to unfiltered, cascading laughter because of something that is going to happen, could happen, might happen, did happen, right? So that's just a bunch of thoughts we attach to, we identify with. That's ego. When we live prayerfully, we detach. We detach from being believers of fear. We want to be non-believers or unbelievers of that compelling, fear-based narrative. And all of us have a different one. Like I could, you know, do a slumber party with you, talk 24 hours about my fear-based construct of, of ego. And you might laugh and say, gosh, I'd never buy into that. Right? Mine might not compel you, but your ego narrative, you could spend 24 hours telling me about it. And I'm like, huh? You believe that? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all have, you know, some, you know, sort of BS that we believe that just grips us. But that's what's amazing about prayer. As I pray for you, because I'm not gripped by your fear-based thinking, I can present love for you, the reality that all is well, all shall be well, all manner of things shall be well. I can presence that for you. You're submitting to the energy, to the possibility of prayer right now. So you can open to this right now. And I can do this for you and you can do this for me. And yes, it's so important to pray for ourselves. That's amazing. And it's so important to let us pray for one another. I so love this one a story. Perhaps you've talked about it. It's about a, a gal who goes to heaven and she gets in and she says to Peter at the pearly gates, um, something like, you know, I'm just so interested in hell. What's hell look like? So Peter says, sure, I'll take you on down there and show you what that's like before we go on up the elevator with a Southern accent, I guess. Um, and she goes down and it's just a bunch of people with a beautiful feast, amazing, amazing food and attached to their hands are these long spoons. And every time they try to get that deliciousness in their mouth, the spoon, they can't get it in. It just drops all around them, all the goodness, all the deliciousness drops all around them. They, uh, they can't get it in their mouth. Wow, wow, wow. So that was interesting. So then they go on up to heaven and Peter drops her off, have a good time throughout all eternity. 
And it's the exact same scene. Only this time, they're feeding one another. They're feeding one another. That's what we're doing. You know, I might be able to scoop a little healing love into you where you just can't get it in because of your ego constructed hell on earth, right? Every time we're suffering, whether a little bit or a lot, whether we're slightly agitated or completely like, you know, in, oh God, in a mental anguish, like we're caught in a vice of suffering that we can't even imagine finding freedom from. We're in some hell realm, right? Heaven is here. Heaven is now. And our opportunity is to let love in through the prayers we pray for one another. And it is with this said that I accept that our time together is infinitely blessed. That this time we spend together, that I am you are we are in the prayer field. And what is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is to be welcomed is welcome. So again, I want to repeat that. What is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard by you, by me, by us. What is to be released? Can you imagine releasing what is to be released? Maybe right now, in this time, you're ready to release one one trillionth of your tendency to suffer in a particular way. Maybe you're ready to allow and let an aspect of hell go. Maybe you're ready for one one tenth to be released. Maybe you're ready to have it all go. So whatever it is, we're letting go, letting go, letting go, and welcoming. We're letting whatever is to be embraced is embraced. I wonder what is it that you are, I am to embrace. We're willing to let whatever is to be embraced to be embraced. We could also use the word welcome. I'm here to welcome what is to be welcomed. Accept what is to be accepted. What are all the parts of yourself or myself or someone else that we might reject? Maybe acceptance is love, ready to be loved, ready to be accepted. I accept that this opening prayer is complete and done. I let it be and so it is. This prayer on the air episode is blessed. Amen. 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 Ah, so we'll begin with our written prayers and please raise your hand for the uh, requested prayers for those of you live. And if you want to come live again, my website, Angela Montano, just like the state in the United States, Montana, only at O at the end, AngelaMontano.com. And you will, I will, you just sign up and I'll send you the link to join the podcast live uh, for any time you'd like to. So we'll start with our written requests. Um, Cindy, I would like to request continued prayer for my continued recovery 
from the stroke. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So Cindy, So this is an interesting prayer request, Cindy. Continued prayer. So does a prayer start and start? I certainly want continued prayer for many things. I'm with you, Cindy, and I just want to talk a little bit about continued prayer. I so appreciate last week we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to talk with you, Cindy, and all the amazing, wonderful progress you're making. And I, what I want to know from you, Cindy, and maybe you'll write this in the chat or you can raise your hand and speak up anyway, but I want to know what it feels like for you to be prayer supported in your recovery. I want to know what it feels like to trust the healing power of love being present where you are in relationship to your continued recovery. I really want, like, there's an invitation here for you, Cindy, to open your heart, open your mind to a deeper consciousness. And this is for all of us. It's not, I'm not saying this because, well, it's not deep enough. You are already infinitely, deeply receptive. But I'm getting to draw your awareness to I am prayer supported. See, ego has us mesmerized to believe there's no support. You know, or I'm not supported. I'm all alone, right? I'm never alone. You are never alone. Like we are each of us being supported from a prayerful perspective all the time. Maybe my best friend is a leaf blowing in the wind. Maybe it's a floor holding me up with the tingling energy of God within it, giving me a place to step forward. Maybe I'm prayer supported through a chair that's underneath me upon which I'm sitting. Like the friendliness of the universe is not just, you know, humans or a cat or a dog or a bird or a fish or some animal presence. Life is in a breeze. Love, companionship is in a blade of grass, a tree. You know, there's some fascinating scientific research now about how trees communicate through their roots to one another. Like a tree, you know, if we can get beyond the concept of a tree, they don't talk, you know, who knows what even a tree might presence for us in terms of loving communication. You don't have to speak English or Spanish or Italian or Portuguese or Japanese or, you know, Chinese or Mandarin or any language to hear and be communicated with love. But we do have to be interested, right? So, so often we just assume in ignorance, we're ignoring the love that is, we assume in ignorance that there's there's no love here. And so I'm alone. And this is the lie that has us feel so lonely and isolated in our, you know, in our 
dream of our world today. And we're redreaming this world. We're, we're, we're calling forth uh, the heaven that is. So we're not just letting this delicious feast fall around us, but we, we miss the yummy, yummy bites. So I say all this for all of us and specifically, Cindy, to you. Receive, receive, receive. So let us turn within for beloved, beloved Cindy. So no matter where you are, your contribution to Cindy is you're taking like your long wooden spoon and you're willing to feed her love. So we begin by affirming reality. And reality is wholeness. Metaphysical prayer is the perception of wholeness heals. So we want to begin with the awareness of life is wholeness. Life is completeness. Some mystics refer to this as the finished kingdom consciousness. So we begin by opening our minds and our hearts to pure, deep, complete well-being. We're not looking out to the projected world to find this. We're turning within, turning within to the breath within the breath, to tap deeper into the love that I am, that you are. And even though I often say, and now we're sending our love to Cindy, it's not like we're putting that love on an airplane and getting it to her. I mean, that's a wonderful image and it's fine and good and it can work in terms of analogy. But more than that, as we send love to Cindy, what we're really doing is we are triggering the love that's already there. We're igniting the love that's already there. We're witnessing the love that already is. Because Cindy's already infinite love. She's already the complete and total wholeness of God. And all God needs, all love needs, is a witness. So we're witnessing wholeness. We're witnessing the movement of, 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 of love. So even when I say wholeness, don't think stagnant like a just, you know, you might look at a whole apple and go, well, that's a whole apple, but it's not moving. It's not doing anything. It's teeming with life, right? With the right microscopic, you know, tool, we see the movement, the life moving within the apple. So we want to realize the life, i.e. love, moving within Cindy. And we want together and we are together opening our minds to the intelligence, the intelligence of the love that is happening right now where Cindy is that the intelligence of love knows what it is doing in this amazing experience of recovering itself in this time of healing, in this time of regeneration, in this time of rejuvenation, in this time of deepening well-being. And we're affirming this movement of God is happening. So that when I say at the close of this prayer, it doesn't stop the prayer energy. 
we've ignited the prayer and the continuation of it happens on its own. Love knows how to love. It knows how to be itself as Cindy. So I bless Cindy in this time of sacred, beautiful, awesome recovery. Well-being is the order of the day. Wholeness is the order of the day. I, you, me, we celebrate this. We release the word spoken to the fulfillment of the word. The living word of love bears fruit. And so we we allow the bearing of fruit for Cindy, letting it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 So we're pausing right now. We're being still together and allowing the energy of prayer to have its way with us as we accept this for Cindy. Amen. 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 Ah. So Cindy writes, it is, it has been amazing knowing the prayer support is here. And when I have had some dark thoughts, that has brought me out of it. Beautiful. Those dark thoughts, those dark thoughts, they're pretty interesting, aren't they? You know, I, I like to think of my dark thoughts. Well, my first instinct is, you know, get out of here, right? Oh, not this, uh, right? I want to resist. I want to push back. But in my resisting the dark thoughts, I'm actually allowing them to persist. What I resist persists. So it's really something, isn't it, to allow the dark, dark thoughts and to think of them as kind of lost children, just like a frightened lost child. And all it wants is our attention. So often we either push it away, like I just said, or we just believe it. We become believers. So what an art it is to just allow and let the dark, dark thought pass. It just wants to come home. It wants to be transformed into the love that it really is and truly live in the heart, live in our hearts, come to, home to our hearts. Ah. So that's beautiful, Cindy, and letting the love bring you out, bring you out. Who would I be without my story? Who would you be without your story? You know, that's, that's what we want to enter into, that kind of open mind, open-hearted place. If mindfulness is open-mindedness, the mind like the sky, prayerfulness is open-heartedness. It's living in the infinite possibility of all things are possible. Sherry writes to you and me. Hi, Angela. I received prayer from you after the passing of my mother in March. I ask for continued prayer as I move forward without her physical presence. 
Today, I ask prayer. I ask for prayer for my deep desire for more friendship and better connection with my existing family and friends. Thank you and blessings to you and our prayer tribe. So first, receive those blessings from Sherry. I will, and I invite you to. And it's interesting. I often say on our podcast, a theme naturally emerges. And I, I hear and feel one theme emerging for us today is continued prayer. Continued prayer. Pretty interesting. The very second uh, prayer request, continued prayer. So I'm going to look it up in the dictionary right here on my computer as we are moving Ha, huh, this is interesting. Continue, persist in an activity or process. Remain in existence or operation. Remain in a specified position or state. Continue, carry on with. Carry on traveling in the same direction. Extend further, farther in the same direction. Right, recommence or resume after interruption. Carry on. If I pop to the thesaurus, carry on with, go on with, keep on with, proceed with, pursue, press on with, persevere, keep up, keep at, not give up, stay with. And interestingly, the, those are synonyms for the word continue, the anonym for the word is stop, discontinue, abandon. So fascinating, isn't it? Continued prayer. So something's happening in our uh, prayer collective, our prayer community, prayer on the air, where we're now exploring a deepening, a continued pressing on, carrying on with, So I really love this, Sherry. I love this for you. Yes. So sometimes I pause in just odd places. It's happening right now. I wonder what it requires of us to be available for continued prayer. You know, when we talk about prayerfulness, that's continued prayer. When we talk about prayer without ceasing, that would be continued prayer. And as a state of mind, as a state of consciousness, You know, I like the word remind, remind. It's like I'm willing to be reminded that prayer support, prayers are in operation. Prayers are carrying on for me, for you. There are monks that wake up at 4 a.m. in various places all over the world. And one of the prayers they pray is just prayers for humanity. That prayer is carrying on and it's carrying on for you. What is it like for you and I to take those prayers personally? 
when I think of them praying for humanity, I think, oh yeah, I should join in and pray for humanity with them. But I am humanity. I am human. You are humanity. You are human. Receive, receive, receive the prayers that are happening. Sometimes I think about it as like money, you know, falling all around me on the street, but I never pick it up because I'm so ignorant of the good. You know, we live in ignorance of the prayer support. So Sherry, you're calling us to something really beautiful on your behalf. Is you're really saying, I'm willing to be awake. I'm willing to be awake to the ever-present love that I share with my mother. And yes, she's now existing in a dimension beyond the one I perceive or project. And it can feel so strange when a parent passes because we're so used to them existing here now on this earth. And we, we, okay, they're in this geographical location. But even when your mother, Sherry, was on this earth and she lived in a certain place, even then she was non-local. Even then she was more than appears. Even then she is and was born in the image and likeness and out of God and is love interrupted. So it, it, it is an adjustment to relate to that love that you share with your, with your mother from these different coordinates. They're different coordinates now. It's like we were next door neighbors and now we're on the other side of the country. And it, it well, now I don't step over and have tea with you every morning like I did before. How am I going to do this? And yet you can have tea with your mother right now. You call her to mind. The non-physical love pulse that she is, is available for tea anytime you want. And there is communication. It's different than chatting it up with a particular human language, like an audible language that you share. And yet those words, that conversation can happen through heart. So we're blessing you as you make your way, Sherry, in this new experience. You know, her passing in March is still so recent. And what a powerful intention and so wise to uh, prayer for my deep desire for more friendship and better connection with my existing family and friends. So that starts, Sherry, with you, doesn't it? You know, you know, do you, I find it amazing to practice self-compassion. That's, I have found to be the best way I can be a friend to myself. I like very much the work of Kristen Neff. She's written books and she has a great little TED talk, only 20 minutes. You can find it on YouTube, Kristen Neff, about the practice of self-compassion. And she puts forth, and I, I'm on the same train as her, that self-compassion is way more useful than self-esteem. It, she makes a very interesting case, but self-compassion is just really appreciating how hard something is for us in a particular moment. And rather than beating ourselves up because something's hard, we, we give ourselves understanding, understanding, understanding. 
you know, I have certain judgments that will go through my mind. And I then hate myself. I loathe myself. Like, oh, how could I be so judgmental? And why am I not over this yet? And how can I, you know, be who I am and the work I am and still have this mean, really incriminating, very unforgiving thought pass through me? then I can turn to self-compassion and I can just have a little understanding. Well, you know, Angie, with these traumas you've had from your past, with the particular childhood that you had, that, that perfectionistic, very cruel outlook, you know, maybe it's going to visit me for the rest of my life. You know, maybe I'm never going to be free of that thought passing through. Maybe rather than judging myself and holding myself to account for having it move through, I could just go, oh, Angie, now, now, now. Oh, now, now, now. There it is again. That perfectionistic, narrow view of what's okay. Oh, and then I can appreciate it's so painful for me to have this mean, cruel, judgmental thought. Because it it goes against what the truth of my heart is. It's like getting sucker punched. So I can go, oh, you just took a blow. And then that love gets in and it, it dissolves all that being at war with myself. Right? So I'm sharing this with you, Sherry, because we want to look for ways that you can find better friendship with yourself. I'm sharing, I'm finding better friendship with myself through self-compassion. So begin with yourself. What's, what, what can you do nice for yourself today, Sherry? What can you do kind? Take it easy. And then from there, who would I like to share my love with? Who would I like to share my kindness with? Who would I like to share my friendship with? And then listen to the deep, still, small voice. Maybe there's a letter you write to a family member. Maybe there's an old friend you connect with, you know, and you begin to initiate the love fest, the deepening with the friends and family you have, and you open to new friends as well. So let us now pray for Sherry, we bow our heads if we want to. That means we get out of our dualistic thinking. We enter into our hearts. And when we enter into our hearts, as we're doing now, Sherry, for you, we're entering into possibility. Infinite possibility of joy. I'm seeing it now. That where Sherry is, is a deepening in connection with her mother, in friendship and love from this dimension of, from this broader perspective. I welcome this possibility. I see Sherry deepening in her friendship to herself. What a wild concept, isn't it? To befriend ourselves. Most, many of us live as our, you know, cruelest judge, but to 
befriend ourselves. I want to be a friend to myself. Maybe Sherry is guiding us in friendship. We could live within ourselves, within an energy of friendship. What a revelation. And then let this friendship with self extend to family and friends we already have. Open, open, open to this. I'm interested in real friendship on Sherry's behalf. And as I accept this for Sherry, I'm accepting it for each one of us. And then we open to where are the friends we've yet to meet? Where are Sherry's friends that she's yet to meet? So we open, open, open to this. In continued prayer support, in continued prayerfulness, prayer that does not end when we say amen, but is just getting started. I say thank you, and so it is amen, amen, amen. Hello, Anna, Charlotte. Appreciate your authenticity, Angela. Many blessings to you. Such a beautiful channel for prayer. Thank you, Anna, Charlotte. It's something I deeply feel for all of us, like without kind of a, well, kind of, no, without (laughs) some degree. Sometimes it's hard to have it, you know, without some degree of emotional authenticity. I don't know that we give ourselves the vulnerability needed to just drop into receiving prayers of fullness. So I, I like you, Anna, Charlotte, I appreciate authenticity and I pray for authenticity for me and you, you know, when I'm inauthentic, it's like, I'm trying to be enough, you know, trying to make the grade. And what if we just accept that there are no grades and there's something amazing in dropping the dropping the try and just being. So thank you, Anna, and authenticity for you and blessings for you. And you, Anna Charlotte, are an amazing channel for prayer. And I thank you for being here with me. Thank you. Ah, so we're going to pray for Anna Charlotte's friend. Am I saying this right? It looks like Magali, Magali. I'm not very good with uh, pronunciations. Um, so Magali, I don't know. Okay, Magala, Mag- Magali, Magali. Is that good enough? Yes, yes, Magali. So Magali is having some illness. So we're going to hold this being in our hearts. So it's very interesting. So that illness is something occurring within the body temple. And what we're here to presence is wellness. So it sounds like a big contradiction. Well, we're denying the illness. No, we're not. We're honoring the illness that is occurring. But in prayer, we're going deeper into a wellness. The the energy back of the DNA of Magali is pure love, pure light, pure guidance of we are guided to, to be in contact with the truth of Magali's being, which is the truth of uninterrupted wellness. This passing experience of illness, we're letting it be. There might be a, a lesson. There might be a, a gift that's in it. Something's passing through. And yet our job in prayer 
is to be present for the wholeness, the wellness, the health that is happening. So we're taught from Christian mysticism, judge not by appearance, right? The surface mind wants to go, well, you know, Anna Charlotte told us she's ill or they're ill. How, how can we know their wellness? So there's a lot of dimensions to what we, what appears as real. So we're going to reality with a capital R. We're going to the love, the love that Magali is, the love that Magali is. And we're here to witness that health and allow that which is witnessed to be. So let us place our prayerful attention, our hearts opening, our third eye awareness, our spiritual sight. We're calling forth a deeper sight to see, to appreciate complete, utter wellness. This is the truth of Magali's being. I let it be. I let it be in gratitude, and I bless Anna Charlotte also. I say thank you, dear God, for this fulfillment of truth. I extend this prayer to Magali, to anyone who's experiencing any illness on the call, and I'm affirming a deeper wholeness that is real, real, real wellness, the real wellness, the real wholeness, the real so be it and so it is. Amen. 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 So write any prayer request in that you would like in the chat. And we are going to go to someone that is unknown. I'm going, let's see. I don't see a name. Jay. Jay. Hi, Angela. Hi. This is Jill. Thank you for Hi, taking Jill. my call. So happy Hi. to. Hi. Um, thank you for creating this healing cocoon. I really appreciate all of your calls. Um, this prayer request is about Dolores. Um, uh, Dolores is elderly and um, she's my aunt. She lives alone and she's always been very, very independent. Um, she definitely has some issues um, with hoarding and um, she's had some balance issues and fell uh maybe it was like a year ago um and she did hit her head mm -hmm. so she's been taking care of herself and paying all of her bills and i thought everything i thought she was still doing okay she's very resistant to help so um you know i have offered to go and, and help and it just hasn't lined up so yesterday I had a feeling in my gut that something was wrong and um, I called her and she told me that she made some kind of a mistake with her mortgage payment with some kind of fee 
Now, I don't know, that might have been her homeowner association dues. I'm not sure what it was, but she basically said that her condo, her home of decades has been auctioned off and, um, you know, like somebody already bought it and that there is going to be an impending eviction for her. Um, she said she didn't know when and she didn't get a notice yet um, because of the holiday today. Mm -hmm. um, the eviction office at the sheriff's department is not open. So I'm going to be calling the sheriff's office tomorrow and they will be able to confirm if in fact her place was foreclosed and sold and if there is a date for her eviction. And then I'm going, if that is all true, I'm going to see with the state that she lives in if I can delay her eviction. She seems very, um, like I don't know if she understands, mm -hmm. you know, that she might be living in her car. Uh, you know, I don't even know if the homeless shelters in her area have space, like if, if action is not taken mm -hmm. and her adult daughter doesn't, um, has very little contact with her. Their relationship is very strained. Okay. Oh, oh, so this is a perfect place for me to chime in. So Jill, what a joy it is for us to support you in supporting your aunt, Dolores. And so much of what we've talked about thus far in our, and I love you calling it a healing cocoon, a cocoon of prayerfulness. And, you know, the very interesting thing I get for you, Jill, is... I feel like this is an opportunity for you, Jill, to go deeper into states of trust. Okay. That I sense something is seeking to happen for the greater good of your aunt, Dolores. And when you have something like this that you're going to attend to, clearly you're thinking very, uh, you know, you know, deliberately about this and you can't you know, deal with certain things today because of a holiday. The thing I want you to consider refraining from is getting ahead of yourself. Okay. You got a clear intuition to reach out to Aunt Dolores. Yes. And you did this. And you gathered information that is based on her understanding of what is occurring yes and all you're going to do now is gather information and find out what is available and there may be many services available for your aunt dolores so when we as humans have any kind of hoarding uh issues and any time we're resistant to help, karmically, we're working something out between independence and dependence. So 
from a standpoint of balance, you know, where I would like to be, where I would want everyone I love to be is in a state of interdependence, right? Interdependent. We're interdependent. We want to receive, 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 receive help. We want to be dependent on the love of this universe. The Course in Miracles says the problem is not that you ask God for too much. It is that you include God in too little. You know, in the Course in Miracles, it teaches that in your defenselessness lies your safety. So being defenseless around the support and the love of the universe, right? Yes. And yet the independent, you know, there, there's something so beautiful about, you know, in like, like being in a sovereign state of allowing and letting love from within us flow out and be givers. So something is working itself out where your aunt is, and it may not be something you can see right? You might judge by appearances, right? right. So I just want to, I want to comfort you with, there's something deep and beautiful going on here. And it doesn't have to make sense to us, you know? And so I just, I, I sense deeply that you're being used. Don't get ahead of yourself and follow the golden breadcrumbs. Like as you drop into your own sense that I'm being supported, I'm being an instrument of love in relationship to my aunt, there will be simple instructions. The simple instruction for you might be do nothing, take a nap. You know, you might have your aunt on your mind and it's not time, but just it's simpler than we make it out to be. And you just... Okay. Just listen within. You are guided, Jill. And and now I'm going to pray. We are praying uh, for your Aunt Dolores. Are you, do you, how do you feel about what I've said so far? Anything you want to say? It's so helpful, everything you're saying, because I just feel like crying. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's you know, a really favorite aunt. Oh. You know, and I always see her as sophisticated. You know. mm -hmm. Just, um, I just want her to be okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. So let us pray and just know that that love that you have for her, <laughs> she's receiving it right now. It's alive and well right where she is right now. And I'm knowing something magnificent is happening for for Aunt Dolores, that there's something happening for her. It may seem like, well, this is against her. She hit her head, you know, possibly is she getting evicted? You know, it, it feels like it's against her, but there is a love in this universe within Dolores and it is for Aunt Dolores. And we take this opportunity, all of us, wherever we are in this continued prayer stream, we are presencing the tingling, aliveness, the vitality, the intelligence of love is where Aunt Dolores is. And in God, which when I say in God, I mean in love. And when I say in love, I mean in reality, there is a way 
God makes a way out of no way. And there's infinite possibility where Aunt Dolores is. And I'm affirming that something is getting better and better and better and better for Aunt Dolores right here, right now. As I affirm this, I am knowing that Jill is blessed to be able to be on the scene to facilitate uh, something. I'm getting like a soft landing to facilitate some shift that's wanting to happen for a greater joy, a greater good, a relief that wants to be expressed. I bless Aunt Dolores, mind, body, spirit, and I claim for Aunt Dolores an open mind and an open heart. I bless her body temple. I know at the center and circumference of Aunt Dolores is the power of love. And I accept love as having its way with Aunt Dolores, its way with Jill. And I celebrate this. I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. And so it is amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Angela. You are so welcome. I thank you so much for being here. I thank you all for being here. I know last week I did all in live voice prayers. And this week it looked like we went to the written prayers, know that whatever your prayer is, that it may appear to you, you didn't get called on, tap into what has been said that answers your prayer. There is only answered prayer in truth. So let yourself right here, right now be prayer supported. Know that on a level deeper than time and space, I have heard your prayer, that we have heard one another's prayers. And that's for you listening to this podcast. That's for you participating live. That those monks in Tibet are hearing your prayer. Someone's walking in the forest, opening to the prayer field, hearing the prayers that need to be prayed. Allow and let yourself, allow and let myself be lifted up in the prayer field. So I want us all to be present to the prayer support we need this week. For me, I definitely need it with my teaching and speaking event this weekend. I, I, I pray for support. There's a number of shifts occurring within my family. I need support. My father is on a, a few lists for a kidney transplant, Bill. Various other things occurring. Uh, my uh, uh, husband's getting a, is soon to have a sh shoulder surgery. I'm mentioning these details because I could go on and on, but I know you could too. So just make your mental list like I just did. Just just allow yourself to think of the things you need to be or want to be prayer supported. And there's nothing too trivial to let prayer support you. Emotional prayer support. To be emotionally supported. That's a beautiful prayer support. Just to feel emotionally supported. Some of us want support in relationship to the foods we eat, 
divine right diet to really feed the body temple from, you know, a deep knowingness of the nutrients our body calls forth. Maybe someone needs prayer around a hard-heartedness with someone like, I am not forgiving that person. Maybe there's a softening that's being called forth. So I know I'm talking now, but I'm hoping you can still, as I talk, be present to anything weighing on your mind. That's what we're putting in the prayer field. And we're allowing and letting and being open like children. We've got to be childlike. We're letting miracles happen. So I'm letting miracles for you. You're letting miracles for one another. Everyone listening, we are a prayer family, a prayer collective. Maybe you're the one person listening at 3 a.m. Maybe you're part of nine people listening at the same time at 4 p.m. Maybe you're part of a hundred that are listening on one day of many listeners. Just because we can't see each other doesn't mean we're not intimately connected. Prayer is a language of true intimacy. So we're just bringing everything, delivering everything to the prayer field to live free, light, in trust, in faith. I let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you, thank you for listening. Again, my website, AngelaMontano.com. Please sign up so you can come to the web to the premiere live. Uh, we do get to see one another live, and you also have the option of just coming via audio, so you get to choose for yourself. Also, remember the Unity of Tustin, California teaching event this Saturday. It's eighty-five dollars to come live and it's $50 to do the live stream. You will get a recording of it. I welcome you and peace and many blessings. Thanks.